and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey, friends. Hello, and welcome to episode 12. Today, we were talking about serendipity, happy accidents. Uh, but first, what are we drinking tonight, Clay? Uh, we're drinking a happy accident. We are drinking. <laughs> it does kind of taste like a happy accident. So this is a beer again. Beer. Uh, beer. That's a, that sounds like a special drink. A beer again. A beer again. <laughs> no, it's not a cardigan beer. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's, um, it is officially summer. It is a because, summer ass beer. Because this is a spicy strawberry margarita sour. That it is. From Trading Post Brewing, which is a wonderful little brewery we had dinner at tonight. Yeah. So uh, the happy accident of it all is that we had planned to be in, and or, in or around Vancouver this week. And we had initially planned to stay kind of more in the city in some t- kind of tighter RV spots and go into the city a bit, but felt a little cityed out. <laughs> and our youngest keeps getting sick every time we go into a city. Yeah. So <laughs> last week we kind of decided to call an audible this week and come to Fort Langley or uh, Langley in BC outside of, outside of Vancouver. So we can still go into the city for a day if we want, mm-hmm. but had to do something that was a little more spread out, a little more like outdoorsy. I had a playground somewhere the kids could run around. So mm-hmm. that's what we decided to do. And I had read that you could walk to kind of the little historic downtown area. And I thought, oh, that would be kind of pleasant. And when we drove in, it was like so bustling. There's restaurants, there's a grocery store. Yeah, to get to the little island that this campground's mm-hmm. on, it's on like on an island in a river. Yes. You have to kind of go through this cute little downtown area. Yeah, and there's like in, three ice cream stores, a donut shop, a coffee shop. Total donut shop. A donut shop. <laughs> We're in Canada now. We're in Canada. It's donuts. <laughs> you said it that way. I did. It's fine. I'm very, I'm very, I pick up accents very easily. Right? I'm very oh. sorry. By the end of this month in BC, I'm going to be, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to be sorry. <laughs> You'll all be sorry. No. Um. Okay. So I'm really picking up the habanero. In this, it it kind of like builds. It does, yeah. I had this one with dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I had the hazy, I, which yeah. is also very good. They couldn't fill growlers, which was a little sad. So we get some cans. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we cross, so we obviously crossed the border uh, today into BC, uh, beginning the Canadian portion of our trek north. Uh, we'll be in BC for about a month, which is kind of fun. We're, we're, the border agent was very confused as to why it was taking so, us so long to get to Alaska. We want to enjoy your beautiful province, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yours and the Yukon. Yes, and the Yukon. Very excited about it. He gave, a, he gave us and uh, our friends some tips about where to go. He had been a border agent on the Alaska border for a long time, so he'd traveled all around there. But he was very funny. And so... We'd seen at a Harvest House last night that was a home decor store, which was a unique Harvest House. It had this beautiful view of Mount Baker. And we got a very pleasant candle. Oh, a really nice candle and some pot holders. So mm-hmm. it was actually like, and they had a lot of things that would be great for an RV, like dish towels and throw pillows, things like that, that you could like definitely use one or two of. What was um, the name of it? It was called Petals and Blooms. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just outside of Bellingham. Right. It mm-hmm. was, uh, what was the name of that town in Washington that it was... Ferndale. Ferndale. I was yeah. like, Fenville. Fenville. <laughs> Fentonville. Funville. I don't know. I, it's it was something. Ferndale, Washington. Ferndale, yes. It was yeah. beautiful. It was, re- it was really cute. Um, Kind of on this farmland outlook with a view of Mount Baker. And it was very clear and very nice. And we had a very like relaxing night. Um, yeah. I sat outside with the kids. Drinking all the rest of our alcohol okay. that we wanted to consume before we crossed the border. <laughs> and then the agent didn't even ask us about 
And I also decided to do a wallpaper project. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) The problem with harvest hosts before you cross the border, and we've done this, this is the third time we've done this now. You would think we would know better. Is if you do a Walmart or a Harvest Host the night before you cross the border, you don't have a trash can you can use like a to like offload like a dumpster, things, like a dumpster yeah. or something to like get rid of the things you can't have when you cross the border. So it was a lot of frantic checking of things. We we had gotten rid of a lot of things at our last campground because we kind of knew that was what was coming, but we had a few things left that we were like, I guess we have to bake these potatoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we just microwave like, cooked them. Ones were, yeah. Cooked ones were fine, but the <laughs> but raw ones were not and so we were like looking at the website trying to figure out what we were still allowed to take or not yeah. and then we were not asked about food or um or anything really except for uh, firearms yep and when we said we do not have guns we've never had guns we're not gun people uh he said please buy a shotgun when you get to alaska you don't want to be the only person there without one. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think I he didn't know lo- what to make of us I about lost it well we're here we are telling him we're gonna go on top of the world highway with our airstream he's like sure you are he's like okay (laughs) these hippies going to alaska man (laughs) yeah he was so friendly it was like it was this border agent was if you think of what a canadian border agent would look sound and act like is exactly that yeah Mm -hmm. he had the accent he looked the part he (laughs) Friendly very, without being too friendly. Very friendly, but a little serious, and you're never mm-hmm. quite sure when he's joking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. It was, it was a very pleasant border crossing experience. Oh, it was super easy. It was yeah, so easy. They were very kind. Um, the the very kind agents at Victoria had tipped Abby off to go to go to this particular border crossing when we were coming up here. So, mm-hmm. and it was the most convenient one anyway where we were headed. But worked great. Worked great. So our happy accident of the week is being at this really cute campground it's like in a regional park but it's i don't know if it's privately managed or what but it has full hookups and it's like a decent price and we can walk to this great little town i think we'll be at um trading post at least once for happy hour this week (laughs) yeah monday to friday (laughs) so we couldn't have done we missed happy happy hour today today, yeah unfortunately but the spicy chicken sandwich was so good oh yeah and i had some decent ribs but your chicken sandwich was so, oh so my good. I got, we got to try the poutine. We're on a tour of poutine, of course. Mm-hmm. We've been as you do, as you do. <laughs> as one does. Mm-hmm. So we'll try the poutine next time. Uh, it's on a happy hour special. But when you said happy accident of the week, that made me think, oh, we could have a happy accident of the week. Oh, like one each week. I mean, you could. You could. <laughs> we could. It might get boring. I don't but yeah, I don't know. Let us know, people. Do you like that? <laughs> I think, man. <laughs> We're so insufferable sometimes. It's like, <laughs> happy accident of the week. Brought to you by... We're, you guys thought we're really like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> they know what they're getting. <laughs> they're like, we're, we're really like this in real life. So anyway, the, the beer is great. We're having a great time. And uh, But last week, we were before we went to the Harvest House. We were in Deception Pass, and we hadn't talked about it on the last podcast because we had been at Bainbridge Island when we recorded, and we moved on Monday of Memorial Day. So we had five nights, six nights mm-hmm. at Deception Pass State Park on Woodby Island, which, if you're not familiar, is one of the more beautiful places in Washington, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so pretty. If you've seen pictures um, of the the big green bridge that stretches out across that channel, like that's 
it, it, between these like rocky coasts. That's kind of the classic image that you'd have of Deception Pass. Yeah, I dare say it's as pretty as the Bixby Bridge. I think so, yeah. I mean, it's just so beautiful. And the hiking is so good. And it's never very crowded, at least not when we've been there. Mm-hmm. So you see a few other people, but it's not like being in a national park where you're kind of like on top of people. And even though the campground was pretty busy over the weekend. It was a great campground. Such a nice campground. We stayed at the Quarry Pond campground, uh, but we walked over and uh, ran over one time to the um, camp- Cranberry Lake campground, which is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And there they have a coffee cart, which is so cute. On the weekends, they have this like little trailer that's a little coffee trailer. And yeah, shout out to at camp stuff on Instagram. Yeah, they were so great. Had <laughs> great, great coffee. It was a really fun little motivation on our leaving day. We ran over there and walked back with our coffee. Yeah, it was awesome. So really, really cute place. Like highly recommend. Washington State Parks are really good. We've stayed at one other one a couple of years ago and really, really liked it. They a lot of times have water and electric, which is always like a plus. They had fifty amp even. Mm-hmm. Super nice. Just really good park. And really good hiking and fun. Needless to say, we didn't have Starlink there. No. But (laughs) there's a few trees. Our Verizon hotspot worked well. Yep. We were fine for working for the week. So it It wasn't a problem. Yeah. And we were only there for like four work days because we got there on Monday for uh, Memorial Day weekend. So Mm -hmm. it was really good. Oh, oh, what I wanted to say to start off with, and Mm -hmm. we forgot, it's June now. Uh, We're recording this. uh, This is the first Sunday in June that we've been recording. And I wanted to say happy Pride Month. That's true. So we're in we're in Canada for for Pride and they do it up here too, which is cool. So I I don't know if we're gonna find I want to see if there's anything in Vancouver. Well, no, Canada's Pride season or something. Yeah. But I think they acknowledge like June is Pride Month too. I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of in con- concert. Um. So we're gonna see if there's anything in Vancouver that might be fun to do with the family. But. But yeah, absolutely. Everyone out there celebrating Pride Month. So yeah, we're celebrating with you. Absolutely. Cheers. So um. I guess it's time to talk about happy accidents. Uh, or do we have something else to say? Yep, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the reading of the letter. <laughs> Dear friend, do you find serendipity in your life? How do you find it? How does that happen for you? How often does that happen for you? Then you have to be open to serendipity or happy accidents that seem a little too on purpose to be coincidences. I think you have to be in a place where it can find you. While I certainly have stories of serendipity before traveling extensively, I have many more from the time when we have been traveling. Maybe it's just because there's a lot more chance involved in travel to begin with. I think of the family who happened to be across from us at a South Carolina KOA where we stopped for one night. They invited our daughters to their campfire for s'mores, and then Clay and I wandered over, and we spent the evening laughing and talking. It was during the depths of COVID, and it was so nice to have some safe outdoor interaction with such warm people. There was a time once when we were at a campground moving into our new airstream and downsizing. One night, we arrived back at the campground to find our friends helping a neighbor troubleshoot an electrical issue. We figured out that they needed a 50-amp converter, and we happened to still have the one in our truck that we had pulled out of our fifth wheel when we upgraded to lithium batteries and swapped the converter. It was perfectly good, and we had just kept it as a backup in case we had an issue, but we needed to get rid of it as it wouldn't work with the way we had our Airstream set up, so we were about to toss it. We were able to give it to our neighbors, and it worked for them. It was so fun to be able to help out 
and happened to have the right thing at the right time. My favorite story of happenstance is how we met our family's close friends that we travel with. We were headed to our first RV Entrepreneur Summit with our brand new fifth wheel and arrived later than planned due to an issue with our gray water tank. As we pulled in, the volunteers almost directed us to a row with slightly smaller fifth wheels, but had us pull into the front row with the big rigs instead. We had to park comically close to our neighbors based on the directions we were given. We almost couldn't open our slides. Those neighbors happened to be the hosts of a podcast we enjoyed, and after chatting a bit, they uh, awkwardly (laughs) invited us to check out a local brewery with them. It was something along the lines of, we're going to this brewery. It would be cool if you went to. I couldn't even tell if they actually wanted us to go, but I'm so glad they did. If we hadn't bought our new rig or been running late, I'm not sure we would have had the chance to travel with them as much as we have. I'm not sure we would have ended up really getting to know each other. I could go on and on about people being in the right place at the right time with the right tools or parts or the times we have changed our travel plans last minute and found ourselves in the most beautiful camp spots. I think some of this speaks to the nature of the RV community, but I also think some of it speaks to the nature of people at their best. Maybe travel just helps me see the happy coincidences more. Everything is more fresh and new, and it's maybe a little easier to notice. I also think it takes some level of flexibility and openness to be able to accept these moments. If you are too rigid with your plan, you won't leave much room for anything accidental to happen, positive or negative. May we all be flexible, open, and willing to accept whatever serendipitous moments come our way. See you down the road, Jamie. Serendipity. So like the movie, right? <laughs> we saw that movie together. We did see that movie. So, uh, okay, let's that talk about... was a about long time ago. What was that movie about? It was John Cusack, right? And a woman. Um, Mini Driver. No, not. I have no idea who it was. It, um, it was a dark-haired woman, right? No. It wasn't Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Okay, but the story, the story... Mm-hmm. So let's guess at it and not... No, there's no telling if this is right. The story was they met each other at an ice cream shop. The serendipity, like ice cream shop in New York, right? Sure. It takes place in New York. I'm 90, 60% sure. (laughs) But that went from 90 to 60 really quickly. (laughs) This is like 20 years ago, Clay. Actually, guys, it takes place in Vancouver. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to do with like he or she. There's There's a note in a book. That okay. gets left yes. in a bookstore. That seems right. And then right. the other person finds it. They like met each other, but then they couldn't find each other for forever. And then mm. one of them finds the book mm-hmm. with the note. Mm-hmm. And that's serendipity. But, oh. So contrived. Oh, and then that's how they contrived romantic. come back to each other. So basically today like we're going to be talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had. Had a wonderful like chat, but they were like otherwise involved with other people. Right? They were like with other people. Is this, the, is this is the story, right? Like they were with other people. We've seen this movie once, like 20 years ago. Um, I think we're just making up a movie. <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> no, they were. Jonah Hill and Maya Rudolph star <laughs> in Serendipity. <laughs> this movie slaps. <laughs> <laughs> they shared a burger once and Ooh. couldn't find that of the other person ever since. I don't know. Until no. they found. 
Until they found them at an in and out. Oh my god. Because it was in California. That's so dumb. No, it was a book. There was a book and a note in a book, and the book mm-hmm. was like something very romantic and significant, and I can't remember what it was. Mm, it yours felt, is better. Yours it is better. felt very romantic to me as a high schooler who loved books, and you know, it's just like that romantic, like oh, if you find some. Oh yeah, no, I loved it, and then I completely forgot it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, our relationship is a little serendipitous. I think everyone's is right, like because it's why because you loved me and then completely forgot me. No, fuck <laughs> off, man. No, it was. <laughs> Because, like, my family, like, almost didn't end up in Iowa. They didn't want to be, and, like, mm-hmm. until they were. And then your family, like, and I'd been there for a few years, but, like, you, like, hadn't, you moved there in high school, and, like, yeah. we happened to go to the same school, we happened to be in marching band and, like, meet each other, and I happened to, like, get get you before all the other girls got to you. Get me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had to fight them off. Whatever. <laughs> There, like, listen, it, at, folks. We were at nerds. Prairie High School, though, it, there were not a lot of new kids, and they were fascinating. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was weird. I was from one state over. <laughs> you're so you're so exotic. Gosh. But oh. okay, sure. You say it's serendipity. I mean, I just say it's like a series of events. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot. So what is serendipity then? It's like a, it's a happy coincidence, right? Yeah, it's like a happy accident. And it's like... Um, it can be little. It can be big. But I think mm-hmm. it's how you look at things. It's so much of it is just your perspective on if you take things that way. Yeah, I think so too. I All right. Well, there we go. That's it. Got it. <laughs> Got it in one. Look <laughs> look for the serendipity every day, guys. Good job. No, but I mean... Like, I we have the way of, you we put have, it in the letter. We have so many stories about this, right? Yeah. Like, we have so many... I think about... So we talked about a few in the story. We, in the book letter, we don't probably need to talk about those as much, but we have... I think we could talk about our friends some more. I guess it's fine. <laughs> They're great. We also have other friends that we met in similar ways. Like, we That's have... True. <laughs> we have good friends who we met in Maine last summer mm-hmm. and they uh so she Instagram messaged me after figuring out our Instagram handle was the same name as our Wi-Fi network <laughs> and like kind of like had seen our Wi-Fi network on mm-hmm. her phone or whatever when she yeah. was going to sign up for you know put get on the Wi-Fi it was like oh I wonder if that's her Instagram and like messaged me and I ended up going on a hike with her and a bunch of other moms that week mm-hmm. and doing a couple other things. And we just kind of stayed in touch after that. And we've seen them a few times since. And it's been really fun to have those friends. Like they're really cool people, really great friends. And it's just like, it. we just happened to be in the campsite across from them in Maine one week. Yeah. No, that was amazing. It's, it's, it's so fun too. Cause um, our youngest, so every summer we've been doing, well, okay just last summer and this summer but we've been doing like thing from keep your daydream the summer to remember list it's such a good idea i think i'm going to carry it over into other seasons too i think that's a good idea but basically you just make like a collaborative list of the things that you want to try and do in the summer like how are you going to make this a summer to remember and then like go out and do them together i think what's so fun about it is that the kids get like buy-in on every like it everyone gets a thing that they picked at least a couple of things that they picked that like we're gonna all do together mm-hmm. and enjoy and check it off the list mm-hmm. and like there's great fun in just checking it off the list and it's like but everyone gets like a say 
So it's not just like us dragging the kids around. It's like, well, yeah, we're not just telling them, hey, we're going to do this. We're all deciding together. What are we going to do? What are we doing this summer? Yeah. It's not like we only do that in the summer either, but it's just, it's fun to be intentional about it. It is. It's super fun. So you were getting at one of her her things last summer. One of her things that she wanted to do last summer, which was, I thought was the cutest thing, was make a new friend and keep in touch. Yeah. So we did that. We did. <laughs> we came in under the wire. Uh, we, we did, but no, we, she um, was able to play with their young kids that are a little bit younger than her, but had a really mm-hmm, good time together mm-hmm. with them. We ended up seeing them again in Albuquerque. And then, and then just a little bit ago in, yeah, recently, in California. Hung out in Oregon. Redwoods together and traveled Crater together Lake a bit. And, yeah. Yeah. It was really, really great. They're an awesome family to hang out with. So, yeah. So lucky that we ended up by a campground <laughs> or by them in a campground in Maine. Yeah, with like kind of matching campers, I think was part of what struck up the conversation. So it's, that is the fun of it is like be, but you have to be open, right? Like we could have just like not answered the message or like not talked to them or like, you know, like, and it's like, you have to. I guess that's fine if that's. Yeah, if that's like like what you're looking for, it's totally fine if you want to be more reserved and stuff. We're kind of out here for adventure. We're out here for adventure. And also Clay is um, affectionately known as Campground Clay (laughs) or Camp Counselor Clay. I am social. I mean, if you guys come up and talk to us, like, I will talk. I love talking yeah, to people. Yeah, I was like, going to say. I am not an antisocial person at all, but Clay puts it on a whole other level. He's like the old guy out there just chatting with everybody, like, while you're hooking up or damp- dumping the tanks. He's, like, getting the life story of, like, literally anybody we're camping by. Ever. I mean, as we talked about last week, uh, I am the old guy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> It's like, I'll be like, oh, we're getting ready to go. Oh, never mind. We're not going to leave for like another 30 minutes because Clay is having now like a very long conversation with our neighbor. But we've met so many cool people. Oh my God. The stories that you get to hear from people, like the people that are just like out there doing stuff. Camping an RV life and however you want to put it, it's just so fun because it's mm-hmm. such a, in a lot of ways, especially in a lot of the places we camp that are you know not super expensive and not um, necessarily big RV parks is we get to meet people like from all walks of life from all like Mm -hmm. you can show up at a lot of these campgrounds in a tent you can show up and sleep in your car yeah you can show up in a two million dollar rig you can show i talked to a guy at a campground yeah in baja yeah on the motorcycle yeah his setup was so cool yeah he had a trailer behind his motorcycle Mm -hmm. but not like a camper trailer like a trailer trailer and he yeah he had like Basically a tent that he, well, was it a tent? It was like a a, platform tent kind of thing. It was like a pop-up tent tent that came Mm -hmm. out of his little motorcycle trailer. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. And he had, he had been to Alaska on that that bike. (laughs) It was so cool. It's such an interesting person to talk. He's a veteran, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really. People will tell you so much stuff if you're open to it. They will talk to you all about their story. Yeah. And it's so cool because you it's just, fun. it's such a, and I, what I love about camping and RVing and being out here is you have, you kind of have this like instant thing in common with people that you wouldn't necessarily have anything in common with outside of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or you wouldn't think you would. Yeah. Like you would never see these people because like you would live in different neighborhoods or you're, you would, you know, go you know, to different grocery stores or, or whatever. You know? <laughs> like, it is and, funny how we. So on some routes that we're taking, we do mm-hmm. kind of tend to run into the same people yeah. over and over. Oh, it's so fun. But that's like the exception, not the rule. Right? Yeah. Like if you're in uh, normal Illinois, yeah. you're running into the same people everywhere all the time, which, which is, is cool in its own its way. Which has its own <laughs> benefits. Like, yeah, we talked about it in the being from a place, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
that's what makes you feel like you're from there, right? It's like mm-hmm. you kind of just know a lot of people and have friends and kind of know the structure of everything and know like you, yeah. But conversely, like living on the road and doing what we've been doing for the last mm-hmm. few years, we've gotten the chance to meet so many different people who have who are from so many different places, right? Which has been just really cool, like a really great experience for us and hopefully for our kids too. And you get the chance to like hit it off with people or see really beautiful things, right? I think any kind of like, man, we were talking about this, that there's been so many weeks that we thought were kind of like throwaway weeks in our travel schedule. Like we just couldn't get as far as we wanted to before we needed to like start working. We didn't want to do a super long drive. So we're just like, we got to stop somewhere. So we're just going to stop here. Mm -hmm. And like some of those weeks have been some of our favorite things and that, that feels very serendipitous to me because it's not like a big thing we were looking towards going to it's like it was on the way somewhere we just happened to pull over and stop there or go there because something else got messed up like some of the, some of that has been great when like one plan gets messed up and we do something else yeah that one of my favorite places we've stayed one of my favorite weeks of that one trip that we did uh, where we went up you know, the coast and then through Washington and like into Montana and back down and stuff was we went to Bozeman and we stayed at Bozeman Hot Springs um, mm-hmm. for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And we had the best time. We loved the hot springs. It was exactly what we needed right then. But the reason it we were really there nice, yeah. was because we couldn't find a boondocking spot that we could work from by Yellowstone. And we were like really bummed. And we were mm-hmm. like, oh shit. Like, well, we, what do we do now? I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah. And I was like, let's just punt it and go to Bozeman. And we're like, I guess. It kind of yeah. felt def- like, <laughs> a little bit I think both of us were kind of like oh we shouldn't want to do this but this actually sounds really nice yeah i think there was a little <laughs> bit of that too i was like i maybe i'm tired of maybe let like a week at a hot spring with some hookups and, and yeah just, that like, actually sounds not much nice. else to do the, actually sounds pretty that sounds great. really good yeah i think <laughs> yeah, we were in the hot that. springs like twice a day the entire time we oh were yeah there. no it was amazing and we loved bozeman it was a really cute spot it was yeah. i love bozeman Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have spent any time there if it hadn't been for that. And, like, that's a place I want to go back to. Mm. Bozeman's in Montana. Yeah, I think people know that. Okay. Well, I didn't until oh. we were there. Really? Well, like, right before we were there oh. or whatever. Yeah. It is in Mo- yeah, it's in Montana. It's, I mean, I guess it's been, like, one of the largest growing really areas in the last growing, few yeah. years. There's yeah, a so. ton of new construction. But really cute, like, restaurants and breweries and... Mm-hmm. Um, just like really nice time. Like the the hot springs were great. It was just fun people. Like a really cool park that we took the kids to. That one, some of our friends had tipped us off to. Mm-hmm. Um, just really really fun. I think this kind of stuff happens all the time, though. Oh God! Like, and the, well, the serendipity of like our friends tipped us off to that. Like we yep. get tipped off to stuff from people who write into the podcast or people who yeah. like we the border agents or people who tell us things like <laughs> different places. And if you're like, if you're willing to like be open to that and to talk to people, you get these like great recommendations of things you never heard of mm-hmm. or never would have like put at the top of your list. Totally. I mean, even like the routes we take sometimes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. right? Like um, we were planning to go from West Yellowstone down into Tetons and kind of go through Yellowstone to do <laughs> oh, that. And then we couldn't. Right, we hadn't realized the road was closed. We were so naive about like winter in that area. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was May. It was like it was Mother's Day. It wasn't super. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But we ended up going around and like driving along the Snake River in Idaho. Oh my God! It was so beautiful. And man, I kind of wish we had gone ahead and stopped at one of those spots. Oh yeah, those are on the list for sure. Trying to get. We were meeting up with friends. Meet our friends there. Yeah. Um. 
but <laughs> but yeah i mean it definitely added another thing to our list of like wow this is a gorgeous drive and we want to come back here and spend some time here and like if that other road had been closed we wouldn't have ever even known about that area right there's so many things like that that just are, sometimes it feels like our life is like one big <laughs> serendipitous moment after <laughs> another <laughs> right like oh another road closure like our second trip with the mantis uh, when we had to go around and like <laughs> over a covered bridge Thank to get to Turkey Run Thank State Park. Goodness, that the mantis was not tall though because it took us through a covered bridge. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. But we would have had like if we were tall, we would have had an have RV fit. GPS or yeah. something. But but no, and like we were going like it was kind of like sunset, and we we're like, oh shoot, we're kind of like racing the <laughs> clock here. And oh, I guess we have to go over this covered bridge with the rig, and then you know, oh, we're like going through this woods here now and there's like deer hopping like leaping along alongside the like road like going going with us. alongside <laughs> the road like bounding through the the meadow next to it was it's like oh, so wow. picturesque okay. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in indiana it was so beautiful um i think any wildlife sighting always feels kind of serendipitous you just like happen to be in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time the the horses and and we've talked a lot about this kind of stuff like the horses yeah. and North Dakota, or like when we did finally see a bear in Yosemite, it was just like we just happened to be there at the mm-hmm. right time. We yep. saw an otter this weekend. Yeah, in Deception Pass. It was Pass. so cute. Oh my gosh, I've never it looked seen like a dog in the wild. Yeah. I've never seen one in the wild. It was the cutest thing. It was kind of following us along the bay there as we mm-hmm. were like walking back. And it was, it was the cutest thing ever. And like that just feels so, like I feel, I like the word serendipity a little bit better than lucky, but I just, I feel so lucky. When that kind of stuff happens, when everything kind of aligns and it's just like, mm-hmm. and I just think, man, you can, I like, like man, our life isn't perfect. <laughs> like, <laughs> no one's life is perfect. And I don't want to oversell stuff because like, in, we all have our like normal challenges, right? Like right. people get sick. There's like pain and illness and money challenges and all fights. kinds of things. <laughs> and fights, yeah. Like interpersonal challenges and mm-hmm. lack of patience and sure. all this stuff. It all happens. Like, our, we are not perfect. But, but I do think having the lens of look at all these great things that worked out and look at all these happy things that kind of fell into place to, to get us to where we are now or, you know, in this moment to like, you know, the, the sky was clear at exactly this time and the sun was at exactly that angle and this animal was exactly here. <laughs> and it's like, I get to be here for this. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard not to feel so overwhelmed by that sometimes and so lucky that like those moments exist. Mm-hmm. But I think there's those moments and serendipity at work in like everything, right? If you're open to it. And I think the the more... If you're looking for it, you might see it. <laughs> the more we started being open to this kind of stuff, the more mm. things kind of unfolded that way, I would say. Mm. You know, you brought up, Clay, when we were talking about this episode, the the fact that I, like, on a whim and at, like, 32 years old, joined a bouldering gym without having bouldered ever and have, not having climbed in the prior, like, 10 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were selling memberships <laughs> for, like, a really good price. So they were opening a brand new gym and it was right by my office. And I was like super excited about it because I was like, well, this seems cool. Like I, I like, I've always liked rock climbing. I just haven't done it a ton. We had friends that climbed off and on through like our younger life. 
And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to just, they were selling these memberships for like $300 for the year, which is like a really good price. So I was like, listen, if I go like three or four times and I hate it, like I'm out of the 300 bucks. And at that point in my life, it wasn't like going to break me. So yeah, fine. What a deal. What a deal. <laughs> Friends, I, I held the record that year for the number of times visited of any of the guests, I think. Or Did maybe you it was really? The, it, was the, it was either that year or the following year. Yeah. On one of the member appreciation nights, like Chris was like, yeah, you, you came the most. <laughs> I was a fixture at that yeah. Oh, yeah, you were. Uh, hey, we all went. We like, all, our whole family went. And we mm-hmm. loved it. We loved the people who ran the gym. We loved the people who worked there. We loved the people who climbed there. It was like our home away from home. Shout out to TPG. TPG, the proving ground. If you're ever in normal Illinois, it is a it is a world-class bouldering gym. I've been to like a million, uh, not a million, but at least 30. And it's very good. The setting is great. It's a great gym. I mean, I'm slightly biased, but also it's just really good. Very clean, too. Um, and by the setting, you don't mean the location. No, no, no. I mean, it's in an old grocery store, which is actually perfect. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the setting, the, ro- the route setting. Mm-hmm. So anyway... But that started us down this path of like, oh, we really like climbing and like mm-hmm. we're doing some more outdoorsy stuff and we're doing some of this and that. And like kind of like thinking like, oh, we can still try things like <laughs> we are in our mid 30s and we have kids, but we can still try new things and we can totally. try new things with our kids. And so when COVID started, I like freaking missed the climbing gym. I had been climbing so much. I was in such good shape. I felt so good. And I was like, damn it. Like, and I'm like, I am not a great climber, friends. Like I, I climb like. I climbed like V3, V4 at most. Like it, You're which being is modest. Moderate at best. <laughs> You're a great climber. But yeah. Anyway, I, and I don't climb that at all anymore. But anyway, it, to, I digress. But we missed it so much. We're like, let's build a climbing wall in our, our gym, in our, sorry, a climbing wall in our garage. And we're like, mm-hmm. we have this space. We have this detached garage. And we are like, the gym's obviously not going to open for quite a while, which is a huge bummer. And like, I want to climb, so let's build this wall, which we did as a family, and it was super fun. And we great. hadn't done a huge project like that where we like designed and built something from scratch ever. Yeah, yeah. we had to go buy the tools. We had to buy, you know, and kind of like figure it out. You need to do the math of like, okay, yeah, like, the these, design. These are the measurements. Uh, yeah, is it gonna be like actually strong enough to hold us? And yep, exactly. And you know, called my dad on the phone and said, it's a structural hey, like, engineer. <laughs> yeah, this is you know, this is what we're thinking of doing. Like, we're gonna put this to this beam, and he's like, well, that beam's not really load bearing, so you'll want to reinforce it, but it should work. Yeah, it worked great. It was beautiful. It was functional. We used it a ton until we left town. But I think that gave us the confidence to like get out there in an RV, right? Like, because you want to think you can like fix things if you're going to be in an RV. And I don't know if I'd thought of us as like super handy before, even though we'd owned an old house. Yeah. We'd often called people in for things. And so the, except for like painting and stuff, we'd always been able to do that. But the more we got into it, the more I was like, oh, we can do stuff. We can like fix stuff. We can build stuff. We are capable of like using tools and stuff. Sure. And I think it just gave us this conf- this level of confidence of like, oh, we can go out there. And so when we got our camper and we took it, we were like, let's take it far. Yeah. And it was just one kind of thing after another of like being open to things, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we really kind of fell into this. We like, so did. Time travel thing. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that was a thing that people were out here like traveling and living in nope. their RVs. I didn't watch that YouTube stuff until I was like 
on YouTube trying to figure out what I needed for a new camper. Right. Yeah. And then found like a KYD video and like watched one of their like newbie videos. And I was like, oh, I think I've watched the like how to back up one maybe mm-hmm. first. Yep. I was looking at some things about Airstreams and some of their stuff came up too because they had just gotten their Airstream. Okay. And, you know, you know, we didn't get our Airstream until a few years later, but it was just like we'd been looking at maybe a Bambi or something when we first, bought, when we first bought the Mantis. So all that to say is that like it started us down this path of like a lot of times we could have said, oh, well, that's not for me. Or, oh, well... I don't know if that'll work out. So I don't want to think about that. Mm-hmm. And instead, like, cause that's kind of like how the climbing thing could have been. I could have been like, well, you know, I have a joint, dis- I have a, a, an issue with my joints. Like climbing may not be the best idea for me. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Like maybe right. I'll get hurt. I'm kind of old. Like you can always old to be starting a sport. You like, can always think of reasons to not you do can something. come <laughs> up with so many things and like not everything works out. Like we could tell many stories too about all the things we tried that like kind of failed or didn't work the way we wanted them to. But it always comes back around to something great if you let it, I think. And mm-hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways, right? Like there's some things that obviously don't turn out great. Like, there are, catas- there are catastrophic losses and failures in life that, like, I'm not talking about that. And even then, I think if you zoom out and you get enough down the road, like, you still find those moments of serendipity. Yeah, I think, like, the happy accident framing, that kind of thing is, like, I don't know, it's it's really... I'm not taking credit for it, you know? <laughs> no, totally, but it's, um, hmm. you know, that's in in the rear view. You can see yeah. it that way. Yeah, it's in hard to moment, see it in the moment. In the moment, it's like an opportunity. Yes. And you have to like be open to that. You have to be open to changing the plans or uh, not having so firm plans that you can't like go drive off to the beach that looks cool with the ghost mm-hmm. forest mm-hmm. or that kind of thing. You have to be kind of, yeah, open, I think is the best way to put it. It's just like this mindset of, well, may not work something bad could happen but but like what about what what about the things that could happen exactly exactly (laughs) yeah something cool that we didn't expect might also happen and so i think you know like things like joining the climbing gym or how this look in a way that's not you know necessarily rv living i don't think this leads to like everyone living in an rv or being a nomad I don't Although think it leads that to would that be for. Cool. What if we were all driving around <laughs> RVs? What if no one? Oh, no, that would be. Really I don't weird. even think that leads. <laughs> that I don't even think good. that's like <laughs> our big serendipitous moment forever. Like I think mm-hmm. we've got like another year or two before we probably end up back in the house for a lot of the year. Yeah. I, you know, who who knows? And I think the the who knows of it, the plans are subject to change of it, is kind of what leaves you open to like finding places you love and finding things that you love and. Letting your kids discover things that they love. Yeah, and nothing's forever, so just try it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like the the double-edged sort of nothing's forever, right? How do you mean? Well, I mean, sometimes it's like things are so good, and you're like, oh, this is not going to This oh, isn't gonna yeah. last. Like how we were talking about yeah, the other day. Like, yeah, yeah, It's like, oh, it's oh, so it's good. Like, Everything's so happy right now. Like such a good time right I now. I know. I don't want it to end. And, um, yeah, we'll always look back on it fondly. Right. Um, But I think... Mm. Like I look forward to, you know, twenty years from now. Yeah. Uh, the opportunities that we have that we have no idea about right now. Right, and I think it's I think so keeping like 
if you can do in your head of like, you know what? I don't know what's going to be in a year. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going to be. I don't know. What, because the, you don't actually. You can, <laughs> but I mean, if you adopt you can that. have your five-year plan. But if you adopt but, the attitude of I don't know. Yeah. It's going to be a lot easier when things turn out differently than you think. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I think about when I was a kid, the reason we ended up in Iowa is that my dad had gone through a job change that wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard for our family. And like that happens to people and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, if you think things are always going to be the way they are, or you're going to have a lot of control over things, those kinds of things can be even harder to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, and I, like, listen, friends, you know, I got fired a couple months ago. It was, it sucked. It was crap. I kind of saw it coming and it's still blue. Like, yeah. I I don't appreciate the lack of funds and I, I don't appreciate how it went down. Um, but I think rolling into doing something else and leaning into a project that I already kind of was spinning up anyway and these things that I'd wanted to work on, like that's, and not being completely like, absolutely devastated like i might have been at another point in my life it was because i already knew it wasn't gonna be forever i already knew yeah that things come and go and that it's gonna be okay like yeah and then i'm gonna be okay oh well huh okay well that's that door closing (laughs) we thought that was gonna go but hey this is an opportunity to really go at letters from the road Mm -hmm. which i had been writing for a few months at that point but it was you hadn't just published anything I hadn't yet, published though. anything. Right. I had just been writing it and I was like working on it and writing and thinking about like, oh, I wonder what I want to do with this. And that's kind of where it all came from. And so that gave me the time and the space to actually be able to do it when I lost my job. But I don't know it was still like hard. It was still upsetting. It was still mm-hmm. a lot of things that like I you know, don't really wish on people. <laughs> but at the same time, I think comparing me to prior me, I was in a much better place to deal with something like that at that point than I was when I was young, you know, younger and thinking like, oh, I'm always going to be in this position or I'm always going to have this if I don't want to change it myself. Or yeah, at least we always have control over mm-hmm. things, but you know, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think the kind of impermanence is part of it. And it's, it can be, I think, discouraging to some, but I find it so encouraging. Yeah, I think it's hard because things like the pandemic mm-hmm. um, were really, really hard for so many people. And it really kind of like shook things up for a lot of people. Uh-huh. But I think like for a lot of people, it also gave them a new start that they really are happy about. Right. I think it, it allowed, I mean, I feel so grateful that we did not get COVID for years. Yeah. Our close family didn't either. We were lucky enough that we didn't have jobs that we had to go in for. So like we come at this from a super privileged perspective. Right. And, and acknowledging that. Mm -hmm. But I think like, just going back to how things were, and not acknowledging that privilege and what that meant for you is weird too. Mm-hmm. So we 
were able to be home together to like all all together at the same time for like the first time ever i'd always traveled a bunch for work or at least i had for all of joe's life and you know the kids had been away at school and daycare and things like that and clay had been working from home and uh staying home a stay-at-home dad for a while but we like we had never i never worked from home mm-hmm. from in my job like we never had weekdays where we were all home. I never got to see the. I barely saw the kid on kids on weekdays, yeah. between sports practices, and swim lessons, and other things like that. By the time I was done with work, they were already off of their after school stuff. Yeah, and I would just like go to the gym or something, and then come home, and it would be like bedtime at least for the youngest. Sometimes we would like meet at Noodles and Company or something with yeah. the kids. <laughs> we would like meet for dinner in between stuff. Yeah, it was. And so, like, I I just didn't see the kids that much mm-hmm. during the week. And I, I did on the weekend. It wasn't like I was completely absent, but it was this whole different life. Mm-hmm. And then when it came around to working from home and everyone being at home, we, it was like this, like, dawned on me. I like these people. I like being here. I don't need to travel that much. <laughs> Gee, you know, we like I'm, you too. I'm itchy to go places, but I want to go with my people. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to leave you guys behind. And our puppies too. Yeah, exactly. It was like I get to be with my dogs, I get to be with my kids. Like and it was really hard to imagine like going back to a life that was so detached again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel really lucky that we were able to do this. Yes. Yes. And it's not to say and I think you got to this a little bit that there's not like sacrifices or trade-offs or anything like that. It's just like Seeing things as opportunities, right? Instead of yeah, it's a framing. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It's like a it's a mindset. Yeah, that's the way I want to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. What other happy accidents do you think of when you think of like what like we well, talked about? Ones? Um, oh, little ones or big ones? Big ones are good too. We talked about in the letter how we've been traveling with Jason and Abby and yeah. their family. Yeah. Um, that was one big happy accident. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on their podcast or ours, but both, I think. Yeah, so they do the RV Miles podcast and our National Parks podcast as well, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and our, and Jason does RV News YouTube. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, and you had been listening to it a little bit before we met them at RVE. A bit, yeah. Um, but we, you know, we hadn't known them at all, but ended up parking next to them yeah. and realizing that we both liked breweries. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they like invited us to go to the brewery with them. Uh-huh. Um and yeah, I mean we just I don't know. We were all open to making friends. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I think yeah, you had been really worried about kind of the social aspect of road life and rightly rightly so. And I think yeah, it is that hard was silly. <laughs> to have and it, it can be hard to have like long term well, close relationships. You yeah, have to work at it, that, right? Like yeah. you stay in, you have to stay in touch with people when you're not with them. You have to figure out the travel plans to get to coordinate mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But and it's not always easy. I mean, but it's so rich for... in that way. Like, and we get to see family we don't always get that we wouldn't always get to see, right? Because we're all over the country, and so like we've gotten to see like my aunt in San Diego, like mm-hmm. a bunch more than we may have, um, which is still not enough, but like a bunch yeah. more than we would have probably. Yeah, totally. It's it's just great. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. If we don't have uh, firm plans, uh, is everything a happy accident? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we're just setting ourselves up for our lives to be one 
serendipitous event after the other. Um, but it's such a fun way to live. Yeah, it's such yeah. a like a a fun way to see things. I think so, and it's not only fun. You can sound a little like, naive, I guess. <laughs> sure, but I'd rather be that than the alternative. I think so too. I'd rather be naive than than uh, cynical. Jaded. Yeah, I cynical. used to be that way, though. That's funny. That, that's what's weird about it for me is like I used to be much more cynical. Um, I, I don't think, think people usually go that, that way as they age, <laughs> like from cynical to more. Yeah, I think it took something shaking it up. Mm-hmm. You know? I think so. Did you realize how lucky I was? Yeah. Yeah. Because you just get so down in the weeds of whatever your life is, like whatever you do day to day, you just get so in it, I think, that you don't like zoom out. Like, there's no time. There's like no, anything COVID for us anyway gave us that time to like zoom out. So they yeah. say like, oh, what? All of a sudden, we like had a minute to talk to each other, yeah. <laughs> to like talk to the kids, to like just be, to like relax. I have these pictures. I saw this the other day on our, um, like on our like Google Home or something. I saw mm-hmm. these pictures of the time. Oh no, it was on my Facebook memories. It was like a few weeks or months, maybe a couple months into COVID before we hit the road. That uh, we were all in our pajamas and we had somehow decided to set up a mini golf course in the hole downstairs of our house. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. Yes. And it was like a random Saturday in our pajamas, mini golfing through our house with like our random putters that we had from our golf clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean, like, why the heck not? You just know? like these little things I mean, that I are just I guess I can like, think of some reasons that was probably so, a sad choice, but it was super fun. It was fun. so fun. It was silly and ridiculous and fun. And I think yeah, having the moments to, like, be creative, to, like, you know, just mm-hmm. chill. Not yep. be running everywhere all the time. Not if be your whole schedule is always full. completely bogged yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. Then you have no room for creativity. Right. Right, and I it's think like, we just decided we wanted to prioritize that after we had the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like if, even if we go back to uh, not living on the road full time, yeah, um, we we're gonna be very careful sure about how we fill our schedule. Yeah, to make a conscious effort to like leave a lot of free time in our. You got to leave room for the happy accidents. Exactly, and you got to leave room for playing in the woods. Not just for you and me. No, for, for the kids, kids too. You know, the kids need unstructured time. Like they come up with the best stuff in unstructured time. Oh, I know. I love <laughs> our youngest art. Oh God, she yeah. just like on the songs she comes up with. Like, there's so much, especially when um, screen time is not available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's not. Hey, I am not an. I am a software developer. I grew up playing video games. No, we have pretty liberal use of screens in our house. I am not anti-screen time. I actually think, you know, we're doing our kids a service by teaching them how to use technology technology Mm -hmm. and helping them to be, you know, very adept with technology. Especially if it's like games, especially like learning Mm -hmm. games and not just... Well, and our oldest is like into programming games and designing games and stuff like that. It's so cool. So it's like... No, there's and then that's all great. Cool. It doesn't have to be screen time is not evil in our houses. I think what you're getting at. Yeah, but but you need some time away from them too. I do. <laughs> I need time away from me screens. too. Yeah. <laughs> when I have to remind myself of that. When we take away that like overstimulation, yeah, or const- constant stimulation anyway. Yeah. Um, 
like it gives us a chance to come up with things that we wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Come up with the crazy ideas like, eh, we should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think so. I think it's, yeah, just having that time to like think or be quiet or read a book. Or <laughs> We've talked about this before, but I think those are the moments that open you up to some of these kind of serendipitous moments, right? Though, like leaving that, you have to leave the space for it. Mm-hmm. If we were go 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 and are we're super on a rigid schedule, like even that night that we were at that KOA with that fam- when that family invited mm-hmm. us over, mm-hmm. we were like very rigid on a schedule and very very rigid with Joe's bedtime and things like that. We would have been like, nope, she can't come over. We have this, this, and this. And I don't think we have to say yes to every opportunity. Oh, no. That's not what that means. But no, maybe more than 50% of the time, <laughs> it's probably good. Like, yeah. When things come up. To be able to say yes, to or at least to, to like, like, consider it seriously. Yeah, exactly. I mean, saying yes to every opportunity gets you in, in the situation where you don't have free time. So <laughs> there's right. a balance there. But Yeah. Yeah. That's just... This like openness to you, like being willing to be a little bit more flexible. And I think that's easier for some than others. So I think this all looks a little different for everybody, right? You and I are not scheduled people. <laughs> no, I never have. Like, we been. are very good at being disciplined when we need to be, right? Like we record this podcast every Sunday night without fail, no matter what we're doing. But that's because we know we have Because we know to. if we don't do that, <laughs> we won't always do it. And it's like, I edit it. Monday or Tuesday, like by Tuesday, every week. Like that's just how it goes. So every week we have to do it the same way. Otherwise, we can't handle it. And so like we are rigid about some things, right? But that doesn't mean the podcast has to be the same every week. No, God, no. But it's just, I think those are, it's like picking and choosing where you're rigid and where you're mm-hmm. not yep. is kind of the thing. And it's going to be a little different for everybody. I think everyone has different things. And maybe we appreciate or get more joy from serendipitous moments than others yeah. it's possible too right i'd be interested to learn yeah because for me it's like a key thing that like i'm so excited about like i get so happy when i'm like oh look at all the how all this came together and that's like a big feeling for me you love it when a plan comes together but like not a plan i love it when a not a plan comes together <laughs> <laughs> i love it when jack shit comes together <laughs> i love it when this <laughs> random ass crap comes together <laughs> Uh, I love that. <laughs> is that the B team? <laughs> I think it's the C team. Okay. Uh, everyone's going to be like, there's going to be like three people that are like, ah, A team reference. And like, come on. Everyone knows the A team. I don't know, man. I pity the fool that doesn't know oh the A team. <laughs> okay. He did that. He went there. But I think it'd be interesting to know if like, if that's a, motivator for other people yeah. if that's like a thing that people really take a lot of joy from yeah do you care about happy accidents yeah maybe like everything being super structured like brings you a lot of joy mm-hmm. that's okay too yeah um but if you do care about them <laughs> what are some that were cool we'd love to hear it so um where can they send that information oh, we're doing this part now so you can email us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your letters. We will uh, read them on air if you give us permission to um, occasionally. 
uh, we on air, I guess, is a funny way to put it. We'll read them on the podcast. <laughs> we'll read them on tape. On SD card. Uh, on SD card, yes, tape. <laughs> on listen MP- to me. <laughs> on recorded MP3. Um, so we'll read them. If you uh, give us permission to, we'll occasionally do that. And we would love to hear from you there. Especially if you have any tips for our travels, we we will take them to heart and go to the breweries you recommend or anything yeah, else. Please, please send us your recommendations for what to do in, what did we say, Whistler? We're going to be in Whistler. This Well, no, this will be out by the time we're in Whistler. Send us your recommendations for what to do along the Alaska Highway. Yeah, on the Elkin. What have you done? If you've gone to Alaska before. Or Top of the World. I think we're going to do Top of the World. Absolutely. So. Or what to do in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, also breweries. Also breweries. <laughs> Did we mention breweries? Lisa sound like such lushes. We had like two beers tonight. Yeah, but like. It's fun to try things. It's and there's always like a good, quantity. There's always a good vibe at a good local brewery. Mm, like it's they, so true. It's like family friendly. Like the one today had like magnet doodles for the kids. It was oh, so cute. It was fun. And it's like a comfortable place always a little casual like you go there after you like go for a bike ride or a climb or something like i recommend breweries to everyone regardless of whether they enjoy yeah they had any beers at this one too mm-hmm. so like it's not all about like the booziness of it it's much more about like the the vibe and like the communal feel of it you get a good 100%. feel of a community if you go to a good local brewery yeah, I mean, we used to go to breweries with your parents all the time. Right, and they don't drink. So yeah. it's like the brew pub food is really always really good. It's always a crowd pleaser. Uh, well, not always. Like some of them suck, but for the most part, it's really <laughs> Usually. Good. The style of food is something we like a lot of times. Although appetizers are often the way to go, we found. Uh, but the entrees were good at this one. The, the, chicken, the chicken sandwich was clutch. Although the Joe's pretzel was good, too. We've found our way back into a travel segment, and we, we had started talking about we were how they wrapping can up. Get yes. in touch with us. Apologies, friends. That's okay. <laughs> uh, so the other ways that you can get in touch with us, should you choose, would be on our Substack at lettersfromtheroad.substack.com. That's where you can sign up for our email newsletter, uh, which is just the letters that we read here, but they come out twice a week. There. It's not just these; it's more. And yes, these and more. You'll be the first to see them if you sign up for those letters. It's completely free, and we would love to have you there. You can comment there on their threads for their their threads on Substack for the podcast and for the letters if you want to comment and chat with other community members there. Mm-hmm. There is a Facebook page, Letters from the Road Podcast, and then we are also on TikTok and Instagram at Letters from the Road Pod, and we are on Twitter, sort of at LFTR Pod. Do we need to keep saying we're on Twitter? I don't know. Probably not. I don't do we really. do anything with the Twitter? Every once in a while. Okay. I, I post a link to the episodes. So if you want to get a reminder when the episodes are out and you're on Twitter primarily, you can follow us there. But I mean, add us on anything. Like, yeah. We'll respond. We will. <laughs> we will talk to you. We'd love to talk to you. So yeah, give us, uh, let us know what your favorite like serendipitous moments are. And if you like that framing and if that's something that you kind of look for in your life yeah thanks for joining us thank you for being with us again this week it's been really fun to talk to you and uh, we can't wait to talk to you again soon until next time we'll see you down the road